Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is taken from the series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 189, Argument for the Existence of God, Episode 18, is entitled The Language of Law, Part 3. Because of the principle of causality, laws have conditions. Because laws have conditions, we may learn the language of creation. Everything, even inanimate objects, have a language. Language is the key to all laws and the key to all creation. I am, of course, equating conditions or cause with language, though I go much further. I believe there is a silent and secret language governing law that we must discover. For example, we understand why a sea storm occurs. But we do not understand how Christ calmed the sea with three words, Peace be still. Mark four thirty-seven through 41 And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. We have the ability to predict the weather, but we do not have the ability to change the weather. Christ had the ability to change the weather. He understood the full language of law. Our ability to say yea or nay to language is in concomitant variation to our freedom. Inanimate objects have no freedom to say no when they are commanded in their own language. Creation is not about brute force. Creation is about the perfect language of coordinated power and has nothing to do with chance or accident. Language gives one power to perform a Herculean task. That is the principle of creation that God uses as illustrated in the miracle described above. Higher laws were in place that we cannot understand, but no laws were violated. We are prone to think of faith as an abstraction, but faith is a law of creation connected to the language of law. Perhaps faith is the most powerful law in the universe, for it gives access to all laws, even those we do not comprehend. Faith is the perfect language of law. However, it is not faith in nature that performs the miracle. It is faith in God. Faith accesses the power of God. The power of God performs the miracle through law. In other words, language is not the power. Language gives access to the power. Law is perfectly economical with nothing wasted. 
It is we who must learn the language of law if we want to utilize law. We must be bilingual. There is a temporal law and a spiritual law. Christ illustrates the spiritual law above, which entirely depends upon faith. Let me illustrate the nature of temporal laws with a very simple example. Closing a barn door. Perhaps we have all experienced it. If you try to pull the barn door from the inside, near the hinges, you must work ten times harder than if you push it from the outside on the other side of the hinges. I don't know if you can see it or not, but it is illustrated in the icon above. The first requires brute force. The second, the barn door practically closes itself. Nature is very economical in its use of laws. We call them temporal laws or laws of nature. They do not waste energy. In our natural world, we must learn that economy, or the language of law, through trial and error, analogy or math. Wheels, levers, and pulleys were very early inventions. Even ospreys, in carrying fish to their mate or sticks to build their nest, hold them in their talons parallel to their body as they fly to cut down wind resistance. Who taught the osprey to do that? One can only assume that ospreys have intelligence. That is the simplest answer. If you have ever watched an animal, such as a squirrel, solve a complex problem, you can only assume that those animals have intelligence. Man was given dominion over the animals because man has the highest intelligence of all. It is through the intelligence that we learn the language of the laws of nature. All other birds of prey do the same as the ospreys. Birds understand the language of the laws of flight. The language of law is efficient. Our freedom is measured by our ability to learn the language of law. The greater our intelligence, the greater our freedom. Even animals have intelligence. It is very fortunate because evolution is too slow. They too must learn from trial and error. All living things, including flora and fauna, have some intelligence. That is why they survive. It is not by chance. There is a language of temporal law. And there is a language of spiritual law. Scientists teach us the language of temporal law. Prophets and apostles teach us the language of spiritual law. How blessed is the one who learns both languages. The first helps us to live better in a temporal environment. The latter helps us to live better in a spiritual environment. We are both temporal and spiritual beings. Those who focus only on the temporal laws often limit themselves on using the spiritual laws. Those who focus only on the spiritual laws often limit themselves on using the temporal laws. We must have a balance. By and by, however, we will discover that all things are spiritual, and those who spoke so eloquently on natural law in our natural environment will find themselves mute when they find themselves entirely in the spiritual environment. That is when a little child shall lead them. But language runs deeper. We too easily confuse language with the thing itself. The language of law is not the law itself, any more than the language of words is the thing itself. Law is power. Though law is communicated through language, language is not the law. All power comes from God. Commands are carried out through language, but the authority lies in the one who holds the power. Technology is evidence of our knowledge of temporal law. Science may explain how laws work, but science cannot explain why laws exist. That is entirely in the spiritual realm. 
The greatest evidence of free will is our ability to manipulate the conditions of law. How science can deny free will? Because of the existence of law. When it was science that gave us power to use laws to our advantage is a mystery. The more conditions of law we understand, the more freedom we have. The difference between free will and freedom is very simple. Free will is an inherent attribute in the spirit of every man. Because we have both a spiritual body and a natural body, no one comes to this earth without free will. Freedom is the ability to use the language of temporal law that allows our free will the power to exercise itself. We must learn the power of law one law at a time. Even as early as the writing of Sophocles, man was worried about too much knowledge. The Faust legend so brilliantly presented by Goethe and Marlowe addresses the same issue. How much power can we be trusted with? We are able to organize and manipulate the languages and conditions to achieve a desired effect. Science confuses the language of law for the law itself. They confuse the conditions with the consequences. They confuse the effects with the cause. Without God, science will never have a unified theory of anything. There are two principles that govern all laws. Principle 1. Everything must be governed by a complete set of laws. Principle 2. All laws must be organized under one complete whole. Without those two principles, there would be chaos. One cannot have laws running around and doing their own thing. The one who designed the laws also governs the laws. All laws come from God, but not all laws are the same. There are temporal laws for temporal matter and spiritual laws for spiritual matter. God gave us a mind to figure out the temporal laws. He gave us the Spirit of Christ to help us figure out the spiritual laws. That leads to a third necessary principle, the principle of causality. Both temporal laws and spiritual laws operate on the principle of causality. Understanding those principles is what I call the language of law. If we want to communicate with nature, we must understand the laws of nature. If we want to communicate with God, we must understand the laws of God. The role of science is to discover temporal laws. The role of apostles and prophets is to discover spiritual laws. All laws come from God. He governs all laws. That is why there is perfect order. Scientists, who may often receive inspiration, discover temporal laws through the use of the scientific method, meaning the rules of induction and the rules of deduction. Prophets receive knowledge of laws through revelation from God. Their primary calling is to teach us the ways of God and to show us the straight and narrow way back to heaven. Temporal laws address the natural man. Spiritual laws address the spiritual man. For a complete life, we must understand both. Apply Paul's enigmatic definition of faith to law. Hebrews 11.1 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. I do not pretend to give a definitive answer to what Paul means, though I love his explanation. One way to look at Paul's definition of faith is this. Think of heaven as the substance of things hoped for. Without faith, there's no assurance or hope. Without hope, there is no salvation. Paul is speaking of the hope of eternal life. Hope follows faith like effect follows cause. To have eternal life with God, we must have hope. 
but we cannot have hope unless we first have faith. Now, from a scientific view, think of Earth as the evidence of things not seen. In other words, Earth is a prototype of heaven. In fact, John tells us that in its perfect state, Earth will be heaven. And I saw a new heaven and a new Earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things anew. And he said unto me, Write, For these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Without faith, we will not see earth as the substance of things hoped for. In other words, we will not have the assurance that earth is the future home of God and those who live eternally with God. Those without faith will see earth as an accident of nature, along with the accidental universe that is eventually doomed to die a giant heat death and all living things on it. Truth may be discovered or revealed. It cannot be created. We may create our perceptions of reality and live in a fantasy world, but we cannot create reality. All reality lies in law. To access that reality, we must understand the language of law. We look to science to teach us the language of temporal laws. We look to our apostles and prophets to teach us the language of spiritual laws. Both are necessary to manage this uncertain world. God gave us temporal laws and he gave us the ability to discover them through our minds. However, God does not speak only one language. He will speak to us in our language, but he understands all languages. The language of nature, the language of laws, the language of the spirit, the language of everything. Those who learn only one language are poor indeed. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.